The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJX-FM. 93.1 with yours truly, Neville James. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving weekend. You know, we got a lot to be thankful for. And all that good stuff, Opio. Uh, eat up like you're supposed to on Thursday. And then leftovers on Friday. And maybe sandwiches from the leftovers on Saturday and Sunday. You know what I mean? Beautiful day here in paradise. We're going to be talking with the weather service uh, in a little bit uh, so they can let us know what to expect as we look forward to December. December joins the party on Thursday. So we got three more days, including today, of November 2022. Hummed, baby. You know what I'm saying? It came and it is going. You know what I'm saying? Got a great show today at the table, talking effect at the bottom of the hour. Got a number of things you're going to be talking about. Um, what are we looking for as we uh, end out the year and all that uh, good stuff? Keeping an eye on what's going on uh, with COVID, because I see on the mainland, positivity rate is now 9.4%. And the last time we were on, that number was 8.6. So gone up 0.8 which is just under 10% from 8.6 to 9.4 so we gotta keep an eye uh, uh, on that you know what I'm saying but uh, in the meantime and in between time we're gonna talk with Mr. Ryan Chambers from the weather service in San Juan good morning Mr. Chambers how are you? Hey good morning I'm good how are you? I'm good man happy holidays and all that good stuff yes likewise yeah how's the weather down there? it's quite beautiful it is we've um we've had clear skies not that much rain and just has been quite lovely how about over there it's it's thanks for asking it's it's immaculate it really is um paradise here uh in this part of the world this part of the region and how long is going to remain this way well we do have a bunch of dry air to the east of us and so we're expecting a similar pattern for the next week and during that time, there are patches of moisture that will move in and produce more showers. But we are expecting this tranquil pattern to continue for the next week. What kind of rain are we looking at since you mentioned showers? So just some quick passing showers, maybe um, a few minutes at a time, could dump like a hundredth of an inch up to maybe um, to few hundreds. We, we don't expect a lot of rain. It's going to be quick moving and um, 
just more refreshing than anything. <laughs> the the dry air to the east, you said, it's going to be working its way through here beginning when? So it already has begun working its way in, and we expect that pattern to continue. And um, we do have a cold front that the, the boundary is north of us. Mm-hmm. And that is going to continue to provide dry air over the next week. And um, But from that cold front boundary, we are expecting patches of moisture to move in. And so possibly by tomorrow, we could see an increase of some shower activity, but nothing significant. We're expecting this dry pattern to continue. Cold front mixed with dry air typically yields what? It, it, um, well, the cold front, it contains moisture in it along the, um, the boundary, mm-hmm. and um, it's being pushed further south by the cold air. And with that, we can just um, expect drier air. And um, something it does bring with it is, um, is stronger winds. And so we can expect a windy pattern as well, as we've been experiencing the last week or so. Now, I remember earlier on this year, you told us of an instance where something that was occurring up by Greenland was impacting us down here. <laughs> okay, it, that's perfect that you bring that up because I was just about to get into that. So this cold front also has produced a lot of strong winds over the Atlantic waters way north of us. And because of that, we are expecting a northerly swell to arrive in the waters today. And that's going to raise sea heights to around around seven feet, and we're going to have breaking wave heights along our beaches on the northern coast around seven feet as well. So we're asking our beachgoers to? To definitely exercise caution because there will be a high risk of rip currents starting today, um, starting this evening, and that's going to continue throughout this week. And so especially in spots on the beach that are known to have large waves around jetties and reefs, we do ask them to exercise caution there. And what about our boaters? should be the same thing, right? Yes, yes. We do expect um, waves around five to seven feet, occasionally a little greater, off in the, um, the northern Atlantic waters. So they should be aware that this event will be ongoing. Now, with the, the cold air that you're talking about, the cold front from the north, dry air from the east, um, that should reduce humidity, right? Yes, we... In principle. We We will have a bit of a reduction, but since this is the tropics, (laughs) we will have just kind of typical weather. But we are looking at a trend that as we get into um, the holidays and the drier part of the year, um, we are expecting just some reduction in relative humidity. But, yeah, it seems... Seems like the typical seasonal pattern that we've observed before. Now, we, t- we typically look at uh, the Northern Virgins, um, also including Tortola and the British Virgin Islands there, um, St. Croix to the south, but uh, and Culebra and Vieques. So every mo- everybody is pretty much under the same pattern? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, well... And then there's some, um, normally there's some rain out to sea, and that's been happening a lot recently. What's up with that? You said um, most of the rain has been out. Out to sea, yeah. Yeah, out, out in the water. What's up with that? Yeah, it's just um, it's just easier for storms to develop 
over the waters. Yeah, well, there's, that's there's what he developed like, to begin with, yeah. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of energy that's over the water. And it just, a lot of times, the clouds, they develop over the, over the waters and they just precipitate out. And there's not much interference with land. So that kind of, that's just a typical occurrence that we kind of see. And, um, yeah, that could be unfortunate if if we are needing rain and then we see most of it over the waters. <laughs> and with the islands being so small, sometimes the probability of those showers landing over the islands like compared to all the waters around, it could be quite slim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we like it when it's green, you know what I'm saying? So that means we need we need that precipitation to keep the island green. Yeah. And and, and and all that good stuff. So um what are we looking at tomorrow on Wednesday and Thursday before we get back with you guys on Friday? We're expecting a similar pattern. We may have an increase of shower activity tomorrow. Um as we do have a bit better moisture in the area area. And the same for Wednesday, but it is pretty much the same pattern to be expected. Just um pretty calm mornings and then during the afternoon, the winds are gonna, winds are going to pick up, and we could experience a passing shower here or there, but the rainfall accumulation will not be anything really notable. And you did ask though, what would be different for Saint Croix and the Northern um, Virgin Islands? Mm-hmm. And I would say mostly the marine condition difference. That um, the the northern coastline that of um the Northern Virgin Islands, they will see most of the um, of the changing seas due to this northerly swell. Okay, okay. Appreciate that, Mr. Ryan Chambers. Thank you very much um, for um, hooking us up um, with a, a weekly preview and letting us know what we're dealing with. Now, looking at a cold front coming from the north, got some dry air uh, from the east. Um, intermittent showers, you said, right? Nothing, yes, yes. No, nothing steady. Yeah, nothing steady. Just quick passing and um, calm weather. It's it's going to be nice this week. So jabs, no punches. That's what you said. No. <laughs> and, and actually, I would like to add one thing. I um, yeah, go ahead. I just visited um, St. John and St. Thomas for the first time this last week. Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was beautiful. Well, tell us something that we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just teasing. Were, were you? Because um, I spoke with um, Jose Aleman last week because he, last week was his last week. He, I think Friday was his last day. Yep. And he told me that he went to St. Thomas and St. John. Were you a part of that group with him, or you went I separately? Was- I was not. I actually arrived the day they were leaving. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I missed them. So, uh, so, so tell me, first impression. Uh, let's start with Saint John. Saint John, it was incredible. I um, just being able to hike and snorkel all day is such a beauty, and I, I really loved the people there. Everyone was very friendly, and local cuisine was nice, and. Overall, it's a, just a beautiful place that it's really nice that it's been conserved the way that it has. And you think it's, 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 it would be, I know they say assumption is the mother of a lot of bad things, but is, is it, would it be accurate if I, I assume that you'll be back on St. John? <laughs> I will be back. Okay, okay. That that's, is that's, that's great. great and, and, and then you, 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 in order to get to St. John, you had to work your way through St. Thomas, right? Yes. What, yes. what, what was that like seeing... Um, a city-type atmosphere where a lot of people in a very small area. Uh, yeah. I, you, you, that, that had to be, you know, 
that had to be pretty cool for the first time. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty tight. Um, I didn't spend too much time there, but I did manage to walk through the city on my way back mm-hmm. to to San Juan, yeah. like before I caught the flight. Yeah, and um, I really did enjoy some of the architecture, and I saw some of the homes that they had set up pretty nice of like wind chimes and man, it was just it was cool experience and i also had some pretty nice food there and they got an extended waterfront on saint thomas uh, yeah you saw yeah. that right and then you can see the smaller islands off with the water island and hassel island um they're they're off to the south um that's 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 cool oh but i'm glad that you experienced that uh, and i know you're gonna be back because it's lovely i was actually there uh friday into saturday as well so uh you know, but I like hanging out on the Big Island. St. Croix is like Hawaii, and um, and St. Thomas and St. John is o- o- Oahu and Maui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, I'm glad that you came to the to the Virgin Islands for the first time. You're originally from Philly, right? I'm from Miami. Oh, Miami. Okay, Miami. That's right. That's right. That's right. Krista. Krista is from Philly. Yeah. yeah okay. Yes, she is. Okay. Well, good, man. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Happy holidays. I'm um, glad to have you on. Glad you made it over to the territory for the first time. And uh, looking forward to talking with you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having us on. You got it. Without a doubt. That's on Ryan Chambers from the uh, Weather Service down there in San Juan. Of course, you know, my good friend, Jose Alemán, got a promotion. He's working in D.C. now. You know what I'm saying? So we're happy for him. But Mr. Chambers and the others going to step in nicely. One of ours. Like I heard a saying, St. Thomas, actually from St. Croix, with Trinidadian Roots, Robert Mitchell. Uh, he's down there as well. And, of course, my good friend, Carlos Anselmi. We got Manuel, I believe, who have walked down there as well. Haven't heard from Walter Snell uh, in a while. And then, of course, you know, the ladies, Krista, Cecile, uh, Villanueva, Glorianne. And I got one more. And I got some more down there as well. You know We're going to get all of them. Yeah, them, but that's good people. They, we reach out to them and they, uh, they let us know what's going on. So be careful, okay, to the beachgoers, okay, and the boaters, okay? Be careful. With this cold front coming from the north and that dry air working its way in from the east, okay? It could create some very um, choppy conditions out there, okay? So you know how we do it here, right? Looking out for the people them. You know, so make sure the country running good. And all that. So, like I was telling you, right? I was watching the national numbers for COVID nineteen. Of course, we've had um, in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one rough December's into January. In both instances, the governor had to, if not put in full scale back, you know, um, he had to had to apply some you know cautions and restrictions, right? And, of course, in the last winter, last uh, December, Omicron really were doing damage. So we're keeping an eye on this, right? Um, 41,997 cases um, on the, um, the tracking number daily, right? But the thing that we're looking at is the positivity rate at 9.4%. Now, Wednesday is the last day the Department of Health made um, some numbers available. And we had a solid... Um, ratio of 162 negatives and 7 positives um, so that's 23 to 1 right so we could live with that you know what I'm saying anything at 19 to 1 and under we definitely could live with that right right now we got 37 actives in the territory 
of which 20 are on St. Croix, 16 on St. Thomas, and one in Love City, St. John. Okay? Um, as I mentioned, a 9.4% positivity rate, uh, 28,883 hospitalizations, 3,474 ICU, and averaging 330 deaths per day. That number had dropped under 300. You know what I'm saying? But uh, on Wednesday, it was at 319, but prior to that, it was at 294 and 286. So, you know, let we, uh, don't let our guard down. Right. By the way, I read where they said uh, the World Health Organization, they're changing the name of the designating um, monkeypox as MPOX from now on. Okay, just MPOX. Right. Now, the marketplace, <clears throat> and you know, Doc Cole and I were speaking about this last week. Uh, 34,347.03, the Dow Jones. Right. That man taking, them, taking these profits and just buying up stocks left and right. Right, the Dow was up 152.97 points, just under half a percent. Nasdaq was down just over half a percent. S&P was flat, 0.03 percent. Russell was up three tenths of a percent, and then the Dow Jones, 20 of the 30 blue chip stocks saw gains, and we had 10 who saw losses. So, um, we keep an eye on that. We're gonna talk about that uh, in the table talk. That gonna begin uh, at the bottom of the hour. Um, because right now we're in transition mode, right? Here in the territory, uh, you know, we have our gubernatorial election during the national midterm elections. And um, so I'm sure the administration... Uh, by the way, when I flew over on Friday morning, um, governor was on the flight, had a good conversation. Um, you know, you get the governor's attention there for 20 minutes uh, from Dong Tong to Dong Tong. And we spoke about a number of different things. Uh, I'm looking to get him on uh, at some point uh, so we could um, talk about this uh, WAPA issue, you know. I mean, he told me what he told me, but you know, I don't want to speak for the governor. You know what I'm saying? I prefer that he uh, tell you what he told me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we got to get that fixed, right? So we're going to take a break and come back. We'll touch on some other topics and then table talk. We'll kick in at the bottom of the hour. Be back right after this. organization since 1996 is proud to present the Alex Sop Trio featuring Virgin Islanders Alexandra Sop, Carlton Holmes, and Victor Provost who have been hailed by the New York Times as exquisite and beautifully nuanced. The trio will present a variation of contemporary pieces including works from local composer Bill Lomoda on Saturday December 3rd at 8 p.m. at the Prior Jolek Hall on Antilles campus. A kids' concert starts at 5 and the courtyard opens at 6 with live music from the Antilles School student-led gig band and the UVI Steel Pan Ensemble, as well as small meals and beverages by Amalia Cafe. More information is available at the forum usvi.org 646-725-3353 and the forum usvi at gmail.com. 
that time of the year when it's nice to connect with each other. WTJX has been here for you all year round, but we need your support. Show your gratitude for WTJX and give today by calling 844-737-9842 or by heading to WTJX.org forward slash donate. Thank you from WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations. One in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com Yes, my Green Bay Packers were in bad shape. Lost another game last night. Four wins, eight losses for the year. Just thinking about it, you know. We lost 10 games combined the last three years. This year alone, we don't lose eight. And of course, my quarterback is banged up. You know what I'm saying? so. But, you know, we ride or die, you know what I'm saying? The locks. If you know that big tune from the locks, you know what I'm saying? I can't use the last word, but ride or die. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it is what it is. Cowboy fans, I know you're happy. You got a big Thanksgiving Day game win over the Giants. So you've uh, entrenched yourself firmly in second place. Um, that that NFC East, which has been the NFC least for a lot of years, not this year. Everybody in the NFC East got a winning record. So, you know, all you Cowboy fans, including the governor, he's a big I grew up a Cowboy fan, and I could never root for the Cowboys again. Never. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cowboys and Dolphins. Yes, sir. Don't, yeah. Yeah, check. But, um, but the Cowboys the most valuable organization in North American sports. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like I said, we'll see how that pans out. Philadelphia Eagles have the best record in football and, of course, on the American Conference, American Football Conference, Kansas City Chiefs. At night and two with the great Patrick Mahomes. But right now, all eyes are on Cutter. You saying the World Cup. You know what I'm saying? And uh USA, they've played two matches, had two ties, and they need to beat Iran. I believe that match is today. They need to beat Iran to advance uh to uh the round of sixteen. So let me uh look this up. Just to make sure that um, I'm saying we got this thing uh, correctly because we're not in the business of speculating. You know, we don't do that here and analyze this. I mean, we do it a little bit, but um, we don't live like that. So let me, um, let me see. World Cup, Saka, Bam Bam. Yeah, no, tomorrow. That match is tomorrow, 3 o'clock, Iran versus the USA. Let me see who playing today. I know when Doc Skull come on, he going to hook us up. Okay. Korea is playing Ghana. Right? 
at 9 o'clock, they're going to start in another 37 minutes because we're now on Atlantic Standard Time. Brazil is playing Switzerland at noon. And then Portugal is playing Uruguay, the great uh, Ronaldo. Um, we already had a match earlier today that ended in a tie. Um, Cameroon and Serbia. Okay? They ended in a 3-3 tie. Right? And uh, <clears throat> don't ever um, mix this one up, okay? Soccer is by far the most popular sport in the world. It's not even close. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and it, it always has been, you know. You know, people don't know this, but, you know, because we live on the Western side, but soccer is the most global sport there is. Okay? Um, once upon a time, horse racing was number two. It's not the case anymore. But it's still up there. Um, but from a global standpoint, soccer and FIFA, you know, they're like an ATM. They just be printing money. And you get a good national program working, FIFA will step in and provide that, you know, financial support for resources and all that stuff. So hopefully one of these days we can see the Virgin Islands uh, at that level. But it's, everything starts, you know, regionally, then hemispherically, and then um, globally. So we've got our work uh, cut out for us. we got to get uh, Commissioner Calvert White uh, to join us sometime during the week so we could talk a little bit about that. Because everything can be baseball, basketball, and football. You know what I mean? We got talent all over the place. Matter of fact, cricket. Yeah, cricket used to <laughs> cricket used to be, you know, the joint. You know what I'm saying? Our great, you know, leaders of the past, DC Kanegita, Lionel Roberts. Oh yeah. And boxing, of course. Yeah, my DJ here just throwing the sports at me and all that stuff. Where we've excelled. You know, so and of course track and field, Ronnie Russell himself and all that stuff and don't forget, we got the uh, Michelle Smith and Adija Hodge. Uh, we go check into them. Check in. I go check with Mr. Smith to see how they're making out because um, they don't do a lot of running this time of year. This time of year is about uh, building um, um, biological capacity. You know what I'm saying? Uh, stamina and all that stuff. And then you get into the deep training. You're getting in the, in the spring winter into the spring and then of course track and field is a dominant sport uh, in uh, the summertime and, and next year um, remember now the Olympics normally is a four year cycle but they had to push back the 2020 Olympics to 2021 so next year is going to be Pan American Games and World Championships right leading into 2024 uh, the Olympic Games so we're definitely hoping to see Adija Hajj and Michelle Smith if they're of age of course uh, participating uh, on that global uh, level. So, you know, last week, um, the WAPA issue, well, the week before and last week, the WAPA issue really had um, stoked some annoying sentiments from the standpoint that, um, you know, we didn't like the fact that uh, we were being threatened, in particular heading into the holiday season, and clearly, um, you know, we found that to be very disrespectful to us. 
um, at least for me, uh, in particular from the standpoint that um, given what um, our um, contracted arrangement with Vital is, that they would want to do whatever they can to try to build back um, some cachet based on you know what had happened with them where um, they were fined by the Department of Justice for um, nefarious, um, unscrupulous, illegal behavior down the road. And, you know, I was starting to wonder if um, because the U.S. federal government came down so hard on them that, you know, you know, people are in the business of taking, you know, taking things out on people, you know. So I'm hoping that that's not the case um, here in the territory, that because the feds clamped down on them for what they did, that they want to take it out on the Virgin Islands. You know what I'm saying? Now, that happened with Venezuela. You know, they took it out on us. Um, once relationships deteriorated um, with the Venezuelan government, with Chavez and then leading into Maduro and the U.S. government, um, they started playing hardball with with Hess because they had a, a joint venture relationship, PDVSA, uh, which is Petroleos de uh, Venezuela, the state-owned state oil company, and they had a relationship with Hess Oil Virgin Islands Corp, Hovic, and they formed Hovensa, and everything was good. Both sides are making a lot of money and all that stuff. And then um, once their economy started to tank, they wanted to, a change in in um, uh, circumstances. And uh, what led to the to the end? Of course, you know the market, the marketplace. Uh, it was what it was, and Hess was in the business of um, exploration and all that stuff. That's what they were making their money. They weren't making money on the marketing side. And uh, <clears throat> um, the deal was um, they, the, the payment for the crude, right, was would happen when it's landed on St. Croix. And Venezuela got so desperate um, because they were struggling. They had auction off um, bonds and all that stuff. Um in late 2011, they started saying, you know, we want our money before the crude leave Venezuela. And at that point, you know, that relationship went up the river. And we had heard about the rumblings in December. I remember I got a call from Johnny Clemens because he was uh, in Florida. And um, the next thing you know, by January, announcements were made. And they brought in um, Brian Lever, whatever his name was, and closed the facility. And, you know, we, we, we were dealt with an economic hardship here on St. Croix. And, you know, we've been dealing with it for 10 years now. Uh, 10 plus years, but um, you know, we're going to persevere. Uh, I'm confident of that. And uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll diversify our economy because we have to, because we should. And we'll see uh, how we can make that work. Any of the guys, Dan? Uh, yeah, uh, for the. Uh, we, sh we should be getting a couple of them via the Zoom link. 
Um, uh, by the way, I saw Rocky Lightbone um, Saturday morning. So I want to give a shout out to the Rock. And, uh, you know, I was having breakfast. And uh, Rocky took care of everybody. You know what I'm saying? The classy dude that he is. So good looking out. Uh, Rocky Laywood. Yeah. Yeah. I also went out to, well, hanging out at um, Yad Haven there uh, Friday night. Yeah, you know, things are good over there. I like that. St. Thomas, you know, I get in and I get out. But, but um, you know, over there, country, country running, go over in the capital. Good morning, Doc Cole. How are you? Good morning, Mr. James and the listeners to the number one program in the world. <laughs> Not the territory number, the wall. I like that. We got a wall, man. We, you, you, we pan- the wall is a dude named Al Tatum, and I used to play basketball. I used to call him Pasha. The wall. Pasha. <laughs> no, no, no. no we, in, we in the wall. We in the wall. Are people calling me from Japan and think telling me they're listening to you. Japan. 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 So, That's a whole twelve hours in next side. So this is a night this is a night conversation for them over there in Japan now, you know. They listen to you in, in Japan. No, so. I like that. I like that. Thanks got, a lot. Thanks a lot to those who listen from us from near and abroad. Appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're happy. How was your Thanksgiving? Well, the holiday was good, you know. <laughs> the holiday was good. I cool out. Eat some eat some wilks. You had Wilkes? Yeah, man. I had got I had Wilkes from Lang. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I had some some Wilkes and and thing. You know, I lead a talkie for the talkie eaters. That yeah, so you you went the you went the Wilkes route. I went the Wilkes route. I was celebration Caribbean food. You know what I mean? That's why that's why <laughs> I talk, that's why I talk about Rocky Lightwood. Numero uno en la papeleta de San John. What's up, man? Yeah, good morning, morning, man. Good morning to you, listening audience, man. Doc, I just catch a night, so I don't even run on. No, but, no. Uh, yeah, but, well, hey, hey, man, it's nice to be back on the station after a long break. Yeah, well, good to, see, know, good um, to see you on Saturday, man. You're looking good, you're healthy yeah, and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to live the life like you. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I was at the Delhi Deck. And uh, Doc, so I was yeah. at Delhi Deck. I was at Delhi Deck Saturday morning, and I looked. I looked through the glass door. I saw my man dominating things by the bar. Uh, yeah, but you, you don't come to the rock. You just snap in and you slip out. You don't even hail up your brother and say, "Hey, yo, man, let's." Yo. Let's, 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 you know what I mean? We just slip in and slip out. I mean, what a be? Hey, yeah. hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. Yeah. He probably surprised to see me there. Yo, yo, Docs, Docs, I was shocked. I'm not gonna lie, I was shocked. You know what I'm saying? But um, a, a lot of the movers and shakers over the over the years, over the last, uh, I'd say, let me see, uh, 30, almost 30, 40 years, because Jimmy O'Brien, former senator, was there. And That's then, uh, yeah, yeah, and then uh, Adler Fancy Donna Stork uh, worked his way through there. You know what I'm saying? So the Delhi, the Delhi Deck is an institution on St. Thomas. In a dollar yes, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, man. The way, way, way. Never, so everything never, went never, well, never, 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 right? Everything went well. And you're welcome. You, 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 no, thank you for feeling the hungry. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you, you like uh, Nah, when I, when, when I told the lady, let me get the tab, she said, okay, hold on a second. And then the next thing you know, uh, she came back and she said, no, Rocky took care of that. You know what I'm saying? Ah. So, 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 no, I, I was, I'm going to let the public know. Rocky took care of his boy oh, and his yeah, peeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, 
It's I all good. Hospitality. Yeah, again, <laughs> again, again. You remember I talked to you about uh, the Crucian and Jonian pilot? The, the link. The linkage. Yeah. Over the weekend, yeah, that was awesome. So, Rocky, stand from. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the the, 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 the no. Sprout Out of right? John and the Putin Out of St. Croix combination. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, no, but, oh, but it look like things things are okay over there uh, on the northern side of the territory. And um, I hadn't been there since October, early October. Um, but it looked like everything all right. Cruise ships, everything working out good. That's a good thing. Yeah, man. The, coming the to cruise ships, them, coming cruise to ships them coming in, uh, everything looking good. We're looking forward to the, the season coming up, you know what I mean? Where we can get some money in the coffers, and I hope when them people come to yeah. see your place, and, and never how, green, how green the place is, so they leave some green with us. <laughs> yeah, never, I, I, green, for, green for green, right? <laughs> yeah, Rocky was saying something. Yeah, never, no, I was saying that um, you know our place looking green and nice, but I also want us to start thinking a little bit more outside the box because we were good during the pandemic. But, we, you know, when everybody has one up and going, but everybody up and going now. So we, we got to pump up the volume a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, that's, you know, that's what I'm talking about. No, we, we no, let's face it. Um, I know we had into a break. We were actually yeah. beneficiaries of the pandemic in an ironic way. Right. You know, yeah. we neighboring islands were on lockdown for a long, long time. And in many instances, we were the only option for a lot of northerners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. they came down here. Um, you know, I, when we started the show uh, in April of uh, 2020, uh, we got this one email from this lady. Um, she and her husband, um, they're boaters, and they had to set up shop in the territory for two, three months because mm-hmm. they couldn't go down the road. And, you know, she, she was actually an a, a inspiration for me because she said, you know, they're an NPR uh, family and... You know they love listening to analyze this. You know what I'm saying? So I, I knew, I, I knew that 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 we were making some inroads. And ever so often, like a good basketball coach, a good football coach, even when your team ain't doing good, you got to encourage your players. So that encouragement, you know, uh, actually worked out well. We'll take a break when we come back. Uh, we'll touch on infrastructure um, here in the territory. Table talk in full effect. Be back right after this. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at its new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. Mario fue pintor más de 30 años. Cuando me dijo que se le estaban olvidando las cosas, fue difícil. Un día me dijo, me dijeron que pintara el marco del lado por dentro y pinté el lado de afuera. Yo le di a la gente 
que le diga a su familia lo que está pasando con él. Si algo se nota diferente, podría ser Alzheimer. Es momento de hablarlo. Visita alz.org diagonal nuestras historias para saber más. Un mensaje de The Alzheimer's Association y The Ad Council. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly. What a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico. And a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning. You know? And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Tune in to Conversations with AARP Virgin Islands. Listen and watch to get news and information on upcoming events as well as informed conversations with agencies and community organizations. On WTJX-TV Channel 12, Fridays at 8.30 p.m., Sundays at 2 p.m., Saturdays streaming live on AARP Virgin Islands and WTJX's Facebook page, Tuesdays at 11. And live 11 a.m. at 93.1 WTJX-FM, Conversations with AARP Virgin Islands. this uh the table talk uh not in full effect we're in tactical effect this morning because we don't have our chief legal counsel uh chief legal officer uh uh in the mix uh, as yet but we got the ceo donald Duck school out of st thomas and of course the ceo uh the ranking member rocky leibon uh, out of st john of course you know i'll be, I'll be the cfo uh this morning <laughs> glad, glad to have you gentlemen on this morning Pleasure, man. Pleasure, pleasure. pleasure. No, 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 gentlemen, yeah. we don't want to sound redundant, right? And of course, you know, we've been yeah. talking a lot about our energy crisis that we're hoping to mm-hmm. to, to to get uh, under under control. So I want to shift the discussion a little bit to education infrastructure this morning, right? Both okay. of both of you um, taught, right, uh, in the public school system. In addition to yep. to being educated uh, here uh, in the territory, um, yes. the cost of constructing schools nowadays has gone up immensely. I remember when um, we served uh, Rocky. You started out in ninety ninety one. Uh, Ducks. You started in ninety nine. I started in two thousand five. Back then, um, we could get a school constructed for twenty to to thirty, maybe forty million dollars the most. Right now, you know we're hearing a hundred plus million to construct a school nowadays, um, and the reality is um, we need new infrastructure. We need new schools here in the territory, and for two reasons in particular. Number one, it's good to have sound, um, up-to-date, engineered infrastructure for our educators, our children, support staff, uh, what have you. But um, most, um, for me, even more importantly, and I start with you, Rocky. Um, you need to build morale, right? You want the 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 territory and our children, educators, administrators, as well as support staff, uh, to know that you know we're investing in where they work, and and not just you know 
Okay, we got the same school that been there for 60, 70 years. Okay, we're going to do a little refurbishing here, a touch-up here, but show up to work sometimes. Uh, a new school could provide inspiration. All right, right Rocky? No, oh, definitely. Um, but education is a, a a good subject. I'm glad you, you touched on it today because I, I had a, just before I answer you, I want to go into a situation that happened to me over Thanksgiving. I, I went to have some dinner at uh, Mahali. And um, I had some young guys serving. You know, so I normally try to get in a conversation with them and talk about, just about, just since they look like school kids, you know, like one guy was, um, he said he was in 11th grade. And I, I just have to pop a question and say, um, sir, tell me something. You, you go to school? Hey, he said, yeah, I go to child in my high school. I said, tell me, um, so... Do you know the government? Do you study government? So tell me something. How many senators we got here? You know, the guy take a little while. So from the time I know you're taking a little while, I know you don't know. Right? So I, I, you know, I, I said, can you name names? Tell me nine or something like that. So I said, can you name any of them? Can't name nobody. And I'm just bringing up this point to show that part of our problem with just about everything here, it stems from the, the, the quality and the kinds of information that is imparted to youngsters through the school system. Mm -hmm. You got to remember, children are like sponges. They, they soak up everything. And so if we begin to teach them about civics and government in school, it stays with them. Sometimes you don't believe that they know. I mean, and you all uh, who've been in education knows that you can have a classroom and you swear to God that you may not have touched some of them. Maybe the one student ain't saying nothing at all. And 10 years from now, that student is teaching the same class he taught because somewhere in the subconscious, it stayed with him. And that's my issue here with us in education. We, we have the ability to really impart the, the kinds of information through to our expertise and experience over the years so that our youngsters can do well because our kids have always done well. It's just that we somehow that we kind of lose insight. We, we're into too much mediocrity. You know, we, we, we're not wanting to excel. Uh, you know, it, it's not a big goal of ours to me. I don't see it. I don't see the real, it, it, you know, the, the excitement about you know, producing the best. And in spite of all of that, our students still do well. So imagine, as they say in last week, imagine the possibilities if we were to give them everything that we think they deserve. And that's my issue there with, is the substance of what, because you can learn in any place. Check today, well, technology is a different thing, but you know, long ago we learn on a tree. We, we, we learn in a cubbyhole or some place. But, it is what it is you teach it. That's the, that's the main thing. And somehow or the other, we have a little issue with that. And we need to focus on that. Docs, the disconnect that Rocky mentioning, where clearly um, Rocky advocating for um, a, a, a greater commitment to educating our young people as to what is going on, not just abroad and, 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 and globally, but internationally and regionally, I mean, uh, locally and regionally. 
Um, for okay. some reason, you know, we don't feel inclined to, or we uh, either we don't feel inclined, or they're just assuming that the children ain't gonna figure it out on their own, and you can't do that. Yeah, Neville, uh, Rocky hit a solid point in terms of uh, the curriculum as what we teach. But let me get back to the infrastructure that you you, you question about. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to attend uh, Wayne Aspinall, which is Concrete School, right? And Wayne Aspinall and Central High were built off of the same plan. Are you familiar with that, right, Neville? Wayne Aspinall and... Central High School. Central High School. That was the same plan? Same plan. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they took, they took the, the, the same plan. Yeah. Okay. And then I I went to the great Charlemagne High School. Okay. And Charlemagne is an institution here in the Virgin Islands and in St. Thomas, St. John. And I'm, I'm proud every time... Somebody say, hey, where did you graduate from? I say, from the from the Mecca, the great Charlemagne High School. And Neville, it, 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 it is hurting me that every time I pass by, I still see the trailers that were set up under the last administration on the, on the field. The Concrine School and facility has been destroyed, has been now turned over to the Port Authority, which I think is a good thing because economic progress is needed. I know in St. Croix, the Central High School was there. They had a lot of problems. And the, the, the physical structure, we need to get that going, man. Because I I want to see that edifice, you know, that 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 we all are so proud of. Over on the eastern the Ivan Idorican High School which I know the great Senator Leibold taught over there. These institutions are a connection to us, man. That's what it is. We need to see them fix up. I know we have federal funding to get them going and get them done, but I'm saying they got to be moving. got to move. We can't go past, Neville, all the monies that we have in the next four or five years and don't see the structure. And then once these schools are built, Neville, are rebuilt, it's what you have inside the schools, okay? Mm-hmm. What you have inside the school. Mm-hmm. We are in, te- in the technological age now, and we want to be able to make sure that these schools are outfitted technologically, okay? And that is what I'm looking forward to. At the University of the Virgin Islands, uh, when I was in the legislature, I served, started out trying to get the, the medical school in, 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 in the university, and we have now the simulation lab, the one in St. Croix, which is excellent. And we have to have these facilities available for us here in the territory to send our children to school. And that is what I'm looking at. I want to see the movement, Neville Rocky, and the construction of these institutions that we held, we hold so dearly that we can pass on and say, hey, man, that's the great Charles Mali. That's the great Central High School. And, and you look at them proudly and say, yes, they were the ones that produce some of the best minds in the Virgin Islands and throughout the world. I'm looking forward to it. The funding is there. Let's get it moving. And that's my take on that. Now, you mentioned Wayne Aspinall, right? 
And I'm sure those who are listening are probably wondering, well, what's that all about? Um, and you know the history buff that I have. You know, I like to do this, right? Uh, yeah. For, for those uh, who don't know, Wayne Aspinall was uh, an American lawyer and politician from Colorado. He's largely mm -hmm. known for his tenure in the United States House of Representatives, serving as a Democrat from 1949 to 1973 from Colorado's 4th District. And I was wondering, what's the connection with the Virgin Islands? And then they said, Aspinall became known for his direction of the House Interior and Insular Affairs Committee, of which he was the chairman from 1959 to 1973. Right? So maybe it's because of his um, commitment to the insular possessions. That, yes, uh, and uh, the, the 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 school in in in, in uh, down by the university, uh, the Michael J. Corwin Terrace. Michael school. J. Corwin, yeah, yeah, yeah. This funding were these monies came from the, the federal government, and they're the one, they're the one who pushed. They were instrumental. They were in, instrumental in, in us getting our funding. Getting yes. funding, yeah. yes, to 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 build these schools. And I'm saying this is years. I've been through these schools. I know. Over in Saint in Saint Croix, here you say you tell your father you want to go to Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, yeah that, 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 that was that was a social advancement and an educational disaster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it it, it yeah. toughened me up a little bit. You know, a little softy, softy. That one year in Central, um, that one year in Central, I found some spine. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so. These institutions, man, I mean, they're there, and, and, and that's what we have. And what is happening to Neville and Iraqi is that the schools are named after Virgin Islanders, right? Mm. Rename up. And now they're gone. So you need to rebuild these schools and put the names back on, 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 on these schools, okay? That is what I see needs to happen, all right? Rocky, um, and St. Croix, we got Point Udall. Right and and mm -hmm, there were yeah. actually two Udall brothers, um, Maurice right. Udall and Stuart Udall, and they got one name Point Udall in Guam and one in Saint Croix. That's right. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 there are there there are mainland there are mainland um, folk who really took an interest into the insular possession. Like you live on Saint John, right? Lawrence Rockefeller. That was a big thing over there, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. yeah, man, yeah. So, 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 but you know what's you know what's painful though? These people see value in in what we have and who we are, and we don't appreciate it to the exponential level that we should. It's one mm -hmm. thing for them to see that and appreciate it, but we should actually see it and appreciate it and feel it even more, Rocky. But that, and 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 you know what we are suffering from some of that as we speak today because I see where most of our people, I have some friends in uh, Atlanta and so and they came here and they immediately want to move here. They said, man, when you guys have come to the state, I wouldn't want to be here. You know, I don't, you know, I, I want to come here. But well, Rocky, <laughs> until they reach and the Wapa Bill come, come in the mail, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we, I, I, I know I know I'm saying it tongue and cheek, but these are the realities, right? Yes, Pe yeah, people are in the business of cost a cost of living is, is huge when people yes. making decisions about where they want to settle down and all that stuff. Absolutely. What the thing that we as a people, Virgin Islanders, must come to grips with 
is that we are in a special place in paradise in the world that most people don't even see, don't even know about it. And people, when they come here, they, they just come here for a few, few days and they know that this is where they want to be. They want to be here. They do everything possible. As a matter of fact, some of them, they would think that you, you would, why you go? Rocky, 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 I go make a statement. I go make a statement now, right? Yeah. The Virgin Islands is a rich people's paradise. That's what it is now. You follow what I'm saying? If you, the only reason why we don't have more rich people living here is maybe because of healthcare, and 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 in some instances, you know, we may have a public safety issue, and people just don't want uh, to be subjected to that. But if you have money. And you're wealthy. The best place to live is in American insular possession. In particular, if you're on the northern sea, I mean the eastern seaboard, right? Where you could have one flight access to the mainland. This is where you want to live, you know man. something, Neville? Neville. What? You know, I, I, you made a statement there, but I'm going to make a bigger statement here. Yeah. Sometimes we face and a lot of people who feel that these islands are too good for us. They, they feel that they could do better. Yeah, you, you, yo, you, you ain't lying. Or you ain't lying. We're going to take a break. I, I, you, no, we'll take a break. I, we come I, back I, and, and we're going to pick up the discussion. Come up, man. Again, the text message them. I can take a bunch of them. So I, I know we're there on point. We'll be back right after this, the table talk uh, in tactical effect on this beautiful Monday in paradise. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Great question. That is a great question. And that's a great question. Wow, that's another great question. That's uh, that's a great question. Oh, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great question. That is a great question. What a great question. On Fresh Air, you'll hear unexpected questions and unexpected answers. Weekdays at two p.m. right here on WTJ FM ninety-three point one, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You could say how while you will get a fake tattoo. You could ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on a game, kick off your flip flops. You could ask on your couch while you binge watch. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation.